the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Positive Living. I am Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you make informed decisions in your personal and professional life. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. You can call us at 888-335-335. 5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And if you miss all of that, you can hear all of my archived programs that are on my site, raskinresources.com, and get a copy of my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. Today is a fun show. It's interesting. We're talking about travel today. We're talking about travel in different parts of the world. Uh, by someone who has really explored certain areas of travel. And we're focusing on a segment, and that is, and a little bit ethnic today, we're focusing on Jewish travel. Jewish travel to the Caribbean, to South America, to Europe, to Russia, and to the Ukraine. My guest is Ben Frank. Ben Frank is a publicist. Uh, that's how I met him because a lot of the wonderful guests that I have on my show come from Ben Frank Promotion. He is a consultant to airlines and tourist offices. He's the president of the Frank Promotion Group. He's a member of numerous international press organizations and has published articles in magazines and newspapers worldwide. And he does reside in New York. And welcome, Ben Frank. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right, then. Now, Let's these go. books, I'm holding these books, and right. they are thick. I mean, this book is like, it's got to be almost 500 pages in right. Jewish Caribbean and South America. 560 to be exact. Well, now, this is a lot of work. What I want to know is, obviously, you're Jewish. Right. Why did you decide, and how did you get into writing a Jewish travel guide? Well, actually, it begins in Paris. There's a lot of things through Paris, France. Like you said, as you said, I was a... And still am a consultant to various airlines, and I was in Paris, actually at that time doing a little brochure called France for the Jewish Traveler. I believe this was back in the 70s, and I was sitting at a, it's a, a actually a kosher style restaurant, not completely kosher, but it's very well known in Paris. It's Goldenberg's, it's in the Marais. Um, it's well known for, first of all, a lot of people gather there, government leaders, etc. But it's also known because once in the 80s it was hit by a terrorist attack. Um, Arabs, obviously, in this case, uh, and there was uh, uh, a couple of people actually were killed there. But I was sitting there in the 70s, and I was sitting next to an American businessman who uh, was munching 
a pastrami sandwich, pastrami on rye. Yes. And I said to him, tell me something. In Paris, I mean, why are you munching, why are you eating a corned beef sandwich, you know, or pastrami? I think it was pastrami, actually. Yes. And he said, you know what? He said, I come here once a year. They want to dine me on Michelin Guide, the best restaurants in Paris, four-star, five-star, five, you know, whatever they have. Yes. But he said, I get lonesome and homesick for a good kosher pastrami sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, well, this, if there are people like this American businessman, mm -hmm. there must be others. Mm -hmm. So since I was already doing a brochure for France for the Jewish Traveler, I figured in my mind, why not do it for other countries? And, you know, one thing leads to another, as you know, um, and it just happened. Um, I went to other countries and I saw Jewish sites and I figured people like to go maybe to a synagogue, etc. Mm -hmm. And I'm a history buff and into political science, etc. Let me so, ask you, Ben. This sure. is a labor of love. You can see that. The question is, who funded this? Was this something you? Oh funded? no, no, no! I got a publisher. I went out and I got a publisher. Part of it. Uh, let, let's start another way. Um, I was doing work traveling for various groups and organizations, so I was there already, and some of it even was, uh, you know, on business, and some of it was for for airlines and tourist offices. So a lot of it was I was there already. You had and the connections. Say that again? Had the connections. Oh, yeah, sure, 100%. I mean, I knew where to go and what to see and then who to contact. And then what happened was that um, I went out, and I, like every other writer, I went out and struggled and got rejection, those pink slips in the, mm -hmm. the mail, and I finally found a publisher, Pelican Publishing, who was, who was into travel. They have a lot of travel books, and they liked the idea. And the first book we came out with was a friend, and the friend, sorry, was a travel guide to Jewish Europe. And uh, it only went to west of the Iron Curtain, in other words, only to that time to the free world. Mm -hmm. uh, because, hey, I didn't want to go behind the Iron Curtain. I didn't want to embarrass Jewish uh, leaders there. You know, those were pretty difficult days under communist rule. So I stuck pretty much to uh, Western Europe, and I did most of the countries in Western Europe. That was the first edition. Well, we went on. We went on to a second edition, and then uh, Eastern Europe opened up in 1989, you know, with the fall of the, of the wall, the Berlin Wall. Uh, and I added on Eastern Europe for the third edition. Mm -hmm. So that was Europe. And then you went on to the second book, which was a travel guide to Jewish... Russia and the Ukraine. And then the third book is the most recent. Right. The travel, travel guide, guide to Jewish Caribbean and South America. Right. All right, let me, let, let's start with the latest book, and then we'll go back. Okay. Because so many people today are traveling to the Caribbean and South America. I mean, a lot of people, because it's, it's close for a lot of folks on the East Coast, on the West Coast it's not as close. But you see that a lot in vacationers. Now, what do you want folks to know about the Jewish Caribbean? Now, of course, there's 560 pages here, but what's right. the first thing somebody should know? Well, here's the thing, and I, I think I'm going to start with a little bit of travel hints also. Okay. The, the worst thing to do, and I've seen this over and over again, is you visualize this. You go on a trip. You fly. Let's say, let's say we're flying to uh, San Juan or we're flying to Mexico. But people on the West Coast go to Mexico and they go to, uh, you know, down to Peru, etc., uh, or Panama, Central America. And what do they do? They get up in the morning and they're sitting in the hotel and they're looking through a guide or they're doing uh, something. Well, what are we going to do today? Mm -hmm. So 
I wanted this travel guide, first of all, to be a resource book for them before they went, to read a little bit about the history and background where you're going. I once read a travel writer who said he reads a history book, he reads a travel book, and then he goes to these countries. You have to know something and plan out one or two or three sites, you know, beforehand. Okay, so harking back to that businessman I met in um, in Paris at that time, uh, for the Caribbean and South America, the same thing. Uh, I wanted to give them, I wanted to give people a resource book with some history, some background, um, knowledge of the Jewish community, how Jews got there. How did they get to uh, Curacao? How did they get to Aruba? How did they get to Mexico? How did they get to these places? And then if they wanted to go on a Friday night to services or they wanted to go uh, to find a kosher restaurant, um, they would have the source to do it. Now, the other thing I must say, and through all this whole discussion, this book is not just for Jewish people. It can also, obviously, uh, is for all non-Jews because there's a lot of history and background, and Jews don't live in a vacuum. They're part of the community, part of the countries where they're living. There's no, you know, there's no ghetto there. So it's also for non-Jews also. But that was the main reason, to give people a source book. All right. I want to tell folks that if you want to call us, you can give us a call at 800 800- Actually, no, 888-335-5204, and ask them questions about the Jewish Caribbean and South America and any other places that you're thinking of traveling. Uh, we're here. And then before we take a break, let's talk about how people can get these books. Okay, first of all, they're in all the bookstores, the Barnes & Noble, uh, Borders, Amazon.com, um, the Pelican, the publisher himself. They could call me, too, and I don't mind answering any questions. If they want to call me, they can order the books to me, too, if they can't. You know, get it in their store. You want to get out your number then? Yeah, sure. 914-747-9212. 914-747-9212. Okay, so if they have questions or... Yeah. They can probably go to Amazon.com as well, I would Yeah, think. 100%. Amazon.com has it, and they can get it from there. Um, whatever. If they have a problem, if they have a question, I'd be glad to answer a question. No problem. Okay. All right. Well, we have about a minute to break, and so what I think we'll talk when we come back, we really want to find out some of the really wonderful and juicy places that you've really enjoyed. You know, what have been your favorites? Because as you said to me before the break, you've traveled all over the world. Right. I can give them also, and I'd be glad to do that. I can give them Pelican, too, if they need Pelican Publishing. Mm -hmm. It's 1-800-843-1724. Tell me before we go to break, Ben, do you think travel is more difficult now than it was before 9-11? Yes, but it shouldn't stop people. It's somewhat more difficult, not much, incidentally, somewhat. A few more precautions, you know, you have to be alert. But it's definitely not something to stop people. People should still go on with their lives. It's not a big deal. It's a little longer at the airport, but I think we could lead with that at the next time, and I'll give them some hints also. Okay. Uh, But it's not difficult, any more difficult. It's psychologically a little bit more difficult, maybe, and you would know that, you know, better than I. You have to kind of, people would never forget 9-11, mm-hmm. but, uh, or will ever forget any of the other things that happen throughout the world all the time, you know, but that's part of the world we live in. Okay. All right. We're talking to Ben Frank. He is the author of Three Fabulous Travel Guides. A travel guide to the Jewish Caribbean in South America, a travel guide to Jewish Europe, and a travel guide to Jewish Ukraine, Russia, and Ukraine. You can call us after the break at 888-335-5204. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Bessie Serafin. On the show, Bessie will talk about the importance of having God in your life, as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific to Mario Vidal, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific to Voice America Health and Wellness for Staying Healthy with Dr. Elson Haas. Each week, Dr. Haas will focus on a different health-related topic as well as have on many expert guests that will give you many practical health tips that you can apply to your life. So tune in and improve your health with Dr. Haas and Staying Healthy every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Would you like to know what your animal kids are actually thinking and feeling? Well, then join Joy Turner and talk with your animals every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. On the show, we talk about animal communication, life from an animal's point of view, and alternative ways to relating to your wonderful companions. You can even call in and have Joy ask questions of your pets. So be sure to join us for this fun, educational, and definitely unique hour of radio with Joy Turner's Talk With Your Animals, the show both you and your pets are going to love. Every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. right here on voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com. And I'm Patricia Raskin. Again, I always say that I'm happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because they really do believe that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. So do I, and that's why my program is here. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And today we have a fun... off the air because it was hard to hear, but I'm hoping that you can hear now. And again, you can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Monday nights at Monday days 
at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we're here Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Okay, hoping that all is well and that you can hear well. Um, my, my guest today is Ben Frank. Ben is the author of three books. He is a consultant to the airlines and tourist offices and president of the Frank Promotion Group. He's a member of numerous international press organizations, and Ben is a publicist, and we're talking about travel around the world, but we're talking about Jewish travel. Ben is the author of A Travel Guide to the Jewish Caribbean and South America, A Travel Guide to Jewish Europe, and A Travel Guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine. Welcome back, Ben. Thank you. Great okay. to be here. I hope people can hear us over the music. Um, ben, let's talk about... You know, when people read your book, particularly, let's start with the last one, The Jewish Caribbean in South America. When people come to you and say, you know, Ben, I've looked at your book and I really like it, what is it they want to know about Jewish travel, Ben? Is it the food? Is it the history? Is it the synagogue? Is it the culture? Is it the fashion? What is it? Or is it everything? I think it's everything. And I'll tell you, people differ, you know, obviously. Now, if you're religious, you're really more, you're interested. I wouldn't say more, but you're interested exactly when are services, you know, when you can go to those services, etc. So that's important to many people. Then, if you're kosher, where do you find kosher food? For example, and this is where I think the book is really fascinating. In Peru, there's uh, one of the great wonders of the world is Machu Picchu. Yes. It's really way up there. It's about 8,000 feet uh, above the sea level. Um, you have to fly to Cusco, which is the uh, capital, the former capital of the Inca Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Machu Picchu is a fortress. And people who go there want to go there. They say, where can we get kosher food? I mean, there are no Jews living in Cusco, etc. This is wilderness. Well, what I tell them in the book is they can contact uh, the organization Chabad in Lima, Peru, and Lima will, and the uh, Chabad in Lima will be able to get them kosher food to take with them on their trip. So that's like one group of people. Another group of people is interested in the history. After all, American Jewish history, I'm going to repeat this, American Jewish history begins really in Spain and Portugal, and it goes to South America and the Caribbean, and then it comes to the United States. So the first Jews who really came here in 1654 to the United States came from Brazil. That was the ship that was on its way back to Holland and got waylaid in Jamaica and ended up in Florida and then to New York Harbor, where Stuyvesant says, Henry Simon said, you can't really come here, you have to go you know, back, etc., etc. But that was the beginning of the American Jewish community. So it came, that ship came from Brazil. Mm-hmm. So there's that group of people that want to know all about Jewish history, mm-hmm. uh, including American Jewish history, and including uh, the history of how they lived in Brazil, etc., why they left, mm-hmm. and what happened. Then there's another group that just wants to have a good time and, and know the highlights. And I have a lot of places in the book where people can go to see the sites. For example, I think one of the most beautiful places in the world is Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro, and I have a lot in there on that. 
So that, I would say, is the third group of people. But now, now, Ben, when you talk about they want to see the sites, these aren't, are these Jewish sites? Or I have both in the book. I have both in the book. Remember I said that the book is not just for, for Jewish people, because after all, Jewish people, they go traveling, are not going just to see the Jewish restaurants in the synagogue. They're travelers. They're going on journeys. They are going either for business or they're going to enjoy the wonderful beaches, the Ipanema Beach, uh, Copacabana Beach in Rio de Janeiro. They're going on a vacation, or they're going to the beaches in Aruba, or they're going to San Juan uh, to play golf or to uh, go to the resorts in San Juan, or they're going to Mexico City, you know, or they're going to climb Machu Picchu. So they're going to see the sights. I don't think there are too many people who get on a plane to fly to Amsterdam just to see the synagogues in Amsterdam. That's what I'm trying to say. I, let me ask you a couple of questions. So that's, not, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, that are not so um, – that are about travel in general. Right. What would, then let's talk about the Caribbean and South America. Um, what tips would you give tourists for okay. traveling that, you know, that sometimes are common sense but we don't always follow them? Okay, I have that in the book, too, because the book is really a travel guide, right? Basically, number one is uh, don't do anything that you would that you would – do here. Okay. You don't go walking in Central Park at 2 or 3 in the morning, okay? So you're not going to walk the streets of Sao Paulo, Brazil, or Montevideo, Uruguay at 2 or 3 in the morning, okay? Don't go to the beach in, in uh, you wouldn't do that here, or maybe you would, but you shouldn't do it in Rio de Janeiro. Go to the beach with uh, flashy jewelry or a wallet full of cash or, you know, a purse. Huh? Common sense. But a lot of people don't have it. They have it, but they don't employ it when they're traveling. And, I, and one other thing I want to bring up, because this happened to a dear friend of mine who actually left his medication in his suitcase and didn't take it into the travel bag. The airline lost the luggage, and he actually died of a heart attack. He didn't have and Unfortunately, those things happen. Well, unfortunately, he had a heart attack, but a lot of people do that. I actually, when we were talking about how I did this and traveling all over the world and all that, I actually preferred to go carry on. In other words... How can you do that then? <laughs> you can do it. I mean, men have it. I don't want to be sexist, but men have it easier, obviously. Um, and Your wife didn't do that, did she? No, she didn't do that. But actually, a couple of times when things were really bad in terms of, you know, we didn't want to stick around airports and all that, we did it. And then she would buy things along the way, you know. Mm -hmm. And then coming back, I always check things to go back. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people, it, it's much faster. You don't have to stand in a carousel waiting for all that luggage to come. And you can buy things along the way, you know. And then going home, you check it. That's another way. And you can even buy an extra suitcase or take an extra bag and put it in your suitcase. Sam, do you uh, think there's a difference between traveling in the Caribbean and in Europe? Are there different things people should know? I think it's a little more relaxing to travel in uh, the Caribbean and South America. I think uh, you asked me about 9-11. I think from a security point of view, it's a little bit easier, um, you know, um, psychologically. Mm -hmm. Though, though, you should must always carry your passport with you. You really should now more than ever, okay, because people want can stop you for identification. Number two is for the Jewish community, definitely, uh, you need um, a passport, uh, to go into a synagogue. You can't just walk in. Uh, unfortunately, in those situations, it's changed. Uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires was hit 
twice the war. Actually, very, very bad. And hundreds of people died in the Jewish Community Center in Buenos Aires. So it's better even now in Europe, too, and Russia, too, to call ahead of time to the synagogue and say, we're coming over Friday night or Saturday morning for services. Unfortunately, that's part of the world we, we, turn, we live in. And you show your passport. And you must show your passport. Mm. And you should call ahead of time. And that's it. I mean, I went to places uh, and we called ahead of time. They still want to see your passport. Mm -hmm. I mean, too many, unfortunately, too many synagogues have been hit in the last 20, 30 years. So, you know, but it's not just synagogues. I mean, schools have been hit. You know, Russia, too, has had its problems. Um, and um, it's just a fact of life. But this should not stop people from traveling. I mean, you know, wherever you go, um, things like that can happen. And just be a little bit more... Where? What is one of your favorite Jewish sites in the Caribbean and South America that you just... Well, I think that brings up an interesting point because I think in the Caribbean and Latin America, one of the things you should see, and it's really amazing, is there are five synagogues in the Caribbean and Latin America that have um, sandy floors. The synagogue's the floor is sand. Yes, one of them is St. Thomas, isn't it? St. Thomas is one. Yes. Uh, the other one is Curacao has, has another one. There's one in, um, in uh, St. Eustatius, a small place, but that's, that's more uh, antique. And uh, those are the, the main ones. Curacao uh, and St. Thomas are the main ones. Mm. And in there, in there, it's amazing because, and people also ask me why, you know, why are they sandy floors? Well, well, remember I, I said that a lot of Jewish history starts in Spain. Mm -hmm. And then among the first Jews who came to Latin America were Jews who were fleeing the Inquisition. And in Spain and Portugal, they lived as what was called, though it's a derogatory term, it was called Moranos. Mm -hmm. And Moranos were uh, Jews who had converted to Christianity but secretly still practiced Judaism. Mm -hmm. So... They, and the sellers, etc., would have synagogues, they'd put floors, the floor of sand because sand muffles the sound. Mm -hmm. And so therefore that's why this continued on into South America, into Curacao, St. Thomas, Jamaica, also Kingston, Jamaica. So why have they not put the floor? I mean, it's... I, I guess it's more tradition, it's a it's history, I want to be reminded of things. Um, it, it's unusual. And uh, they want to live, after all, their, their ancestors who came there lived like that, you know, had sandy floors. Don't forget the Spanish were in a lot of these countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Jamaica was freed by, freed, quote, unquote, by the British that took over, really. Uh, Jamaica was a Spanish possession. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same with uh, the Curacao was uh, not always Dutch. You know, when it was Dutch, it's fine because the Dutch are really great in terms of religious plural pluralism. So, mm -hmm. but I, I think that's the reason. And tourists just flock there. It's really, it's really great. That's just like in Prague. I mean, more people are non-Jewish who visit, visit the synagogue in Prague than 
than Jewish because it's, All right. it's an authority. We're going to talk about that in the second, in the second sec, the next segment. No right. problem. We're going to take a break. We, um, we're talking to Ben Frank, who is really fascinating. I've been working with Ben as a, as a consultant because a lot of his great authors come on my show, but I didn't know this whole hidden side of Ben, that he has authored these incredible books. He's a consultant to airlines and tourist offices and president of the Frank Promotion Group. And he's a member of numerous international press organizations and author of these three books, A Travel Guide to the Jewish Caribbean and South America, A Travel Guide to Jewish Europe, and A Travel Guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about Jewish Europe and Russia and Ukraine. And you can call us, folks, at 888-335-5204. Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Cutting edge. Challenging. Stimulating. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Adu, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Would you like to know what your animal kids are actually thinking and feeling? Well, then join Joy Turner and talk with your animals every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. On the show, we talk about animal communication, life from an animal's point of view, and alternative ways to relating to your wonderful companions. You can even call in and have Joy ask questions of your pets. So be sure to join us for this fun, educational, and definitely unique hour of radio with Joy Turner's Talk With Your Animals, the show both you and your pets are going to love every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. right here on voiceamerica.com. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard's Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard's Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard's Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, before I begin again, I have to tell you a couple things about my work. 
I have been on Voice America now. I'm in year three, which is really great. And I also have a show locally where I live that's now in year eight. So I really believe in positive living. I really believe in positive solutions and making the world a better place. And I think we can all have happiness and joy and success. We just have to know where to find it and have the resources to do so. And that's what this program is all about. That's what my mission is all about. And you can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. Today we are talking about travel, and we're talking about Jewish travel. My guest is Ben Frank. Ben is a consultant to airlines and tourist offices and president of the Frank Promotion Group. And as I said, I met him because he's a publicist now and promotes other authors, and a lot of his wonderful authors come on my show. But I never knew this whole other side to Ben, that he's traveled all over the world and written these tremendous travel guides. Um, I've got them right in front of me, A Travel Guide to Jewish Caribbean and South America, which is his newest book, and A Travel Guide to Jewish Europe, which is in its third edition, and A Travel Guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine. So welcome back, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Let's talk a little bit about Europe. And, um, and Russia. In terms of um, the synagogues, I was talking to my dad during the break, who has traveled to some of these synagogues in Europe, and he was mentioning uh, the beautiful synagogue in Amsterdam. Right. The Span- it's also the Spanish-Portuguese synagogues. And when I- we talked about South America, um, the Spanish-Portuguese synagogue is very historic. Actually, there's no electricity in the main hall. They still use the candles, etc., that they used, uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago. Um, and that was to remind people of the beauty of it. It's one of the most beautiful synagogues um, in Europe. And it's called Spanish-Portuguese because the first people who really built it and established there or settled there were uh, came from Spain and Portugal, again, escaping the uh, the Inquisition, trying to get out. And where did they go? They went to Holland because Holland offered religious liberty. So that's why that synagogue is very important. And Amsterdam is very important in Jewish history. Mm. And there's another beautiful synagogue in Leningrad. Leningrad is a really great synagogue. It's huge. It's actually very big. Uh, there are a lot of interesting stories about it. Of course, now we don't call it Leningrad. We call it St. Petersburg. Uh, that city, by the way, once was called, you know, St. Petersburg, Petrograd, Leningrad, and now it's back to St. Petersburg again. Mm. Uh, Why is that? Why? Well, the first time it was St. Petersburg named after Peter the Great. And then in World War I, when uh, Russia and Germany were at war, people didn't want to use the word Peter. It it smacked of, you know, of Germany, etc., and the German name. So they, the Petersburg, especially so they named it Petrograd, you know, Mm -hmm. um, for Peter, but more of a a, um, Russian city uh, name. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, Lenin was uh, the head of the, uh, the the Bolshevik Revolution, the Russian Revolution, so they renamed it Leningrad after him. And then finally, when they toppled communism in 1991, uh, they reverted back to St. Petersburg. Let's tell us about the synagogue there. The synagogue is beautiful. It has actually a dome, a type of a, of a mosque, cupola kind of you know, top. Uh, it was built, I believe, at the turn of the century. They had a lot of trouble in the beginning getting it done because, you know, the Tsarist government wasn't friendly to Jews at all, anti-Semitic in many cases, but they finally finished it. An interesting story is there is that up until communism fell in 1991, um, people would walk into the courtyard 
And this happened to me. I was with a guide, and the guide said, now, as you walk in the courtyard and you're ready to go up the steps, and it's really, and there are a lot of steps there, but it's a beautiful place, mm-hmm. turn around, and you see that building back there on the second or third floor, those windows there? Well, up until 1991, the KGB, you know, the secret police had cameras, in which it was photographed. It's not funny. I mean, everybody going into the synagogue, it was A, intimidation, and B, it was spying, and, you know, it was a police state. Uh, and so those cameras aren't there anymore, of course, uh, but um, people still remember those days. And, of course, now the synagogues have more and more people going. Uh, not too many people went to synagogue during the communist era, but it's a beautiful place, uh, and people should really visit it. Talk about uh, some of your favorite, either your favorite food or some of your favorite places in Europe that you think if people are going to Europe, they really should see. Well, I think the first place, obviously, I think two countries in the world, um, you can't really get a bad meal in, in France or in Italy. I mean, you know, it, it, it's an art. It's something that people, you know, really spend time on. Uh, even... Uh, Simple foods are well done. So any place in France and Italy, the, the restaurants, the bistros are really a lot of fun. Uh, people, the, the voices, people talk. It's, the food is just wonderfully prepared. Uh, the display in front of you, you know, the presentation is, it's something unique. It's, it's an, it's a, a really pleasure of life. And, and of course, we don't. Jewish food as well then? Or more? Uh, it depends where. Now, for example, in Belgium, in Antwerp, uh, I think it's called Wolfie's. There's a, a wonderful, wonderful kosher restaurant. The best food, really, that um, in many cases that I can really remember. It's in Antwerp. Antwerp is, you know, is a very interesting place uh, from a Jewish point of view because hey, that's where all and all the women love it. That's where all the diamonds uh, are. There's a, the Jewish uh, diamond quarter in Antwerp uh, rivaled the. Uh, of every country in the world, that's the center, Antwerp, Brussels. And so this restaurant is really, really good. Uh, in Paris, there's some really gourmet, but I mean really gourmet kosher restaurants. So people can, if they're kosher, they can have really excellent, excellent food. And talk uh, about Germany. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that still have a very hard time with Germany because of the Holocaust. They haven't forgotten Talk about that. Well, I, two things. I never tell people where to go and where not to go. Um, because for every country that I have in that book, and I have all the countries in a travel guide to Jewish Europe, I have every country except Yugoslavia and Albania. Mm-hmm. So I never tell people where to go and where not to go. Because basically um, what happens is that someone will tell me, well, I, don't, I would never go to Poland, or I will never go to... Slovakia, or I would never go to France, or I would never go to Italy, or I would never go here. So I stopped and I said, I'll present it all. Mm-hmm. Wherever you decide to go, you go, and you decide to go, you want to go now. Basically, there are Jewish communities in Germany. Germany, by the way, is the fastest growing Jewish community in the world. I didn't know that. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm, I'm going. I'm wow. doing a story on that. Why? Because you have now anywhere from six to fifteen thousand Russian Jews coming there every year, and that's building up the population. You got a lot of Russians who Russian Jews who are leaving Russia and the Ukraine and going to Germany. Um, and this will change now because Germany, I think, is cutting back on this, allowing so many people in. 
immigration is tightening up now. But until this very month, right now when we're talking, it's the fastest growing Jewish community uh, in uh, Europe and in the world because you think people are immigrating there um, for a number of reasons. One is the economy. It's, you know, it's down a little bit, but it's one of the. It's probably the best economy in Europe. Number one, and two is um, the welfare system in Germany is very good for new immigrants. And three, uh, Germans. Um, how do I put this? Very difficult to put, but Germans, uh, you know, in a way, I'm going to put this in quotes. Um, feel that they should uh, help Jews wherever they can, and Israel. Well, I think that's wonderful to hear, yeah. to hear that. Uh, now, I'm and talking I about the government. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to overdo this because then you But, I mean, the government certainly, um, and many people do. But, of course, that doesn't take away from there's still a neo-Nazi movement and they demonstrate and they uh, they just walked out on a Holocaust celebration that was uh, not celebration but memorial in um, in the parliament. So we have both sides of it. But there is a there was a feeling and it's a feeling I think in certain in many government sources to uh, help Jews and Israel certainly as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I mean you have a dichotomy here and you also have it's still very difficult, I think, for the Jewish people to go. They, like you said, many people don't want to go, etc. Um, but I think it's changed over the last 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. We have about a minute before the break. What have you enjoyed in Germany? What What would you tell people? To I, I think, I think you know, there, there's a lot. First of all, it, there, how do I put this? Berlin, for example, is a very cosmopolitan city. I think it's becoming more like it was before the Nazis came into power, mm-hmm. uh, and I think you have a lot of culture, you have a lot of, um, how do I put it, it's a really good cosmopolitan city. Um, the architecture is great, the museums are great, there's a very, very famous and historic Jewish museum there, Leipzig did the, you know, the architecture, uh, a very famous Jewish architect uh, designed the building. So you have a lot of really wonderful museums in, in Berlin. You have a nightlife in Berlin. You have um, new architecture, uh, new designs, um, and it's a really a very good destination. You also have memories, bad memories. So you walk along there and you have these memories. That's also part of it. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like you want to go there and there, there's new um, Holocaust Memorial opening up right next door to the Reichstag, you will see in Berlin and other places signs, uh, memorials, etc. Um, you know, people do not forget, and uh, I, I think it's it's still very hard, but it's it's, a, it's another destination today. All right, we're going to take a break. We are talking to Ben Frank. Ben is a consultant to airlines and tourist offices, and he's the president of Frank Promotion Group. He's the author of three travel guides that are Jewish travel guides. Travel Guide to Jewish Caribbean and South America, Travel Guide to Jewish Europe, and Travel Guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine. You can call us after the break at 888-335-5204. And then if people want this book, they can go on Amazon.com. Right. They can call you. They can call me at 914-747-9212. Or they can also get it at Barnes & Noble. has it in the bookstores. and They have it at BarnesandNoble.com, you know. Or they can call me again at 914-747-9212. And these books have, they take you through kosher restaurants, cafes, synagogues, museums, heritage sites, all all kinds of places. So 
They're wonderful books. All right, folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. There's plenty more. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Here's Dr. Peter Towns. I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How does the idea of adding 20 years to your life appeal to you? Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for The Liquid Low Show with Louie Rock. The Liquid Low Show is about micromanaging your physical body so that you can activate all of your 66K trillion cells. On the show, you will discover the secrets of cellular renewal that bring about fully satisfying physical, mental, emotional, and sexual life, as well as teach you why people in China are living to be 100-plus years without any degenerate diseases. Once again, that's The Liquid Load Show with Louis Moss, every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. There's still time to call us. 888-335-5204. And folks, if you don't get to hear the show, or if you hear it and you think someone else should, have them log on to raskinresources.com and they can listen to the archive shows on my site. And then live, we're on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Mondays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and then we rebroadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. So we, today we are talking to Ben Frank about Jewish travel. Ben Frank is a consultant to airlines and tourist offices and president of the Frank Promotion Group. He's the author of three books, The Travel Guide to Jewish Caribbean and South America, A Travel Guide to Jewish Europe, and A Travel Guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine. And his books are filled with historic um, Jewish folklore and restaurants and cafes and synagogues and museums and cultural and heritage sites. Welcome back, Ben. Thank you. Great you, to be here. Do you have some folklore in here? I said folklore, and I'm not sure that you have that in here, but you probably have Well, some. yeah, there are. I mean, um, you know, in, um, there are a couple examples 
Um, you know, in, in Prague, for example, the whole story of uh, Rabbi Lowe, and he had what was called a golem, you know, which is a, a robot, and, mm-hmm. you know, that exists in, in uh, Prague uh, and the whole Jewish cemetery there. Um, in Russia, there are some things, uh, famous, uh, you know, stories um, that, you know, the Baal Shem Tov and, you know, Hasid, the Hasidim came from that area, Ukraine, you know, that type of thing. Let's talk about Russia and Ukraine. Sure. I know my, my ancestors, my grandparents came on the boat to Ellis Island right. from Russia and Ukraine, and, right. and I know a, a lot of us. Um, have had that. So talk a little bit about that one history. Okay, from a historical one thing is very clear. Let's say now we have 2005. Most of the Jewish people in the world today live in uh, the United States or Israel. Mm-hmm. A hundred years ago, a little more, a little more than a hundred years ago, let's say 125, 150 years ago, most of the Jews in the world lived in, in, the, in the Russian Empire. Russia, Ukraine, Poland, you know, Belarus, those, those towns, the whole Tale of settlement, the whole shtetl, as they were called, these little little villages what, that the famous author Shalom Aleshem wrote. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people today say, I want to know where my great-grandmother and grandfather came from. My grandfather, where did he come from? They got on the boat and they came to Ellis Island. They got to Ellis Island. But they all came, most of them, most of them, most American Jews can trace their ancestry to Russia, Ukraine, Poland. That's where the big population is. And a lot of people, you say, go back today to kind of find that. To find their roots, to go to the towns, to go to the cities, to go. Most of them are really in towns and outside the cities because um, Jews were not allowed to live in the big cities unless you had special permission. And even if you lived in a town, let's say you lived in a, in a, a small town outside of Kiev and you wanted to go to the city, you had to get a permit up until 1917. Mm-hmm. You couldn't vote. I mean, there was nothing. You you weren't a, a really first-class citizen. All right. Uh, let's talk about now. We have a few minutes left. Let's talk about um, going to Russia and Ukraine now. What are some of the highlights? What should people know? First of all, you shouldn't have any fear about, you know, like it was under, in the old days in the, under the Iron Curtain or any get crossing the Iron Curtain on the other side of the Iron Curtain. I mean, people will not bother you. Um, you have to take all the precautions that you take anywhere you travel. Again, you don't go walking in the middle of the night somewhere, etc. But it's a really great place, a lot of history. A lot of people go to St. Petersburg and Moscow. They take a cruise to St. Petersburg. They either fly from St. Petersburg to Moscow and or go back by train. You can go overnight. Uh, you get a compartment. You sleep overnight, and you get to to Moscow or St. Petersburg, back and forth. Those are the two main, main cities. Now, if you want to go to the Ukraine, you go to Kiev. And they're very, Kiev's a very nice, beautiful city, actually. Um, and most people go in the summer. Although I went in the winter. <laughs> I mean, because a, a psychologist, so you would appreciate that, told me, how can I write about Russia unless I go in the winter and feel the cold <laughs> and the snow and the deep trees. Yeah. But you could should go go in the summer and it's really beautiful. And I mean hot. We went I was in Siberia this past summer and it was hot. You walk around in T shirt, things like that. Mm. And we're talking about places like your Kutsk, right in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. So what, what go ahead. If you want to find your roots, there are, I have in the book a travel guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine, various organizations that can help you. Mm-hmm. Um and okay. There you go. That's and, great. By the way, there's a a, uh, 
a website, TravelJewish.com, which is also good if people want to, you know, TravelJewish.com. Okay. And um, they can contact that website. Um, or call me, and I'll try to put them in touch with various organizations. Okay. Or travel agents know about their Jewish heritage tours, et cetera. And, again, your number is 914-747-9212. By the way, I would recommend if you go to Russia and Ukraine, you go with a group, or you go on a tour, or you go with three or four couples. Okay. It's a lot easier. The language is difficult there. That's the difficulty. Okay. And, uh, and you range ahead of time. I have in the book guides. Uh, that, that people can contact ahead of time. Actually, in all my books, I have guides where people can contact. Okay. All right, um, we have just a couple minutes. Left. Sure. So let me let me just a uh, couple of pointers for folks that are older, that are senior citizens, that, that are traveling, um, and, and let's say uh, Caribbean or South America. What do you suggest for Jewish seniors? I, I think I think that first of all, they do as much preparation ahead of time as much preparation ahead of time. They're not quite, but they're getting there as advanced in terms of handicap things, you know what I mean, as we are. I would definitely say if they can handle it in uh, really first-class hotels because it's hard. You know, it's hard. Travel is hard. Travel is physical and mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would try as much to allow time. Don't rush around, especially in certain countries where it's slower. Big cities are not a problem in South America. What about uh, cruises for older folks? Cruises, there are a lot of cruises in South America. Caribbean, great. I mean, mm-hmm. what can be hard? No, it can be hard, too, but, I mean, it's, it's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. If they want to get off on a day in a, in a port, they get off. The Caribbean is wonderful for this. I mean, so you, you know, you can, in my book alone on the cruises, you can go to San Juan. You can go mm-hmm. uh, to Virgin St. Thomas. You can go to uh, to Jamaica. So do your research to make sure that what you're going to get is the service and the amenities. Right. What you're I think seniors, you've got to... And pay a more if you have to. Yes, I would. I would, definitely. Uh, now, there is Elder Hostel. I mean, I know they do a lot of tours. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you you have to know what you're getting. And yeah. I'm not knocking it off. Don't misunderstand. But you have to know, this is what are the amenities? Where am I going? There are wonderful right. hotels, even in Cuba. I have a chapter in Cuba. In Havana, there's a, I would say, a five-star hotel that's absolutely gorgeous and built only for tourists. Mm-hmm. I mean, only tourists go there. Mm-hmm. But it's right in Havana. It's right on the Malacan, you know, the bay, et cetera. And uh, you can, it's a wonderful place. But unfortunately, Americans can't go to Cuba unless you go with a religious organization. Right, you or have you to go through Mexico or Canada. Well, yeah. you said that. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not legal. Right. But it's okay. A lot of people do it. We can say that. There are people who do that. But it's not legal. All right. Well, I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, yeah. no. You don't want to have a problem here. Yeah, because... And it's, it's time to go, however. Uh-huh. Like in 30 seconds, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? I think people should travel. I think they should not be, you know, uh, intimidated by all, you know, by terrorism, I think we we learn a lot. You realize how much you don't know when you travel. Mm-hmm. It's a great experience. You get away. You see the other part of the world. You talk to people. You exchange ideas. You absorb culture, and then you come back and you start studying it all over again and okay. try to remember. And it lives with you. The memories live with you. Thank the you. good and bad. 
Thank you, Ben. And okay. the line. Thank you. Okay. Ben Frank, author of A Travel Guide to Jewish Caribbean and South America, A Travel Guide to Jewish Europe, and A Travel Guide to Jewish Russia and Ukraine. And you can get these books at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com. Okay. Or call Ben at 914-747-9212. All right. Next week, folks, we're going to be talking to Mike Dugan, who is an Emmy Award-winning writer and comedian. He is the author of Men Fake Foreplay and Other Lies That Are True. He'll discuss issues that block a man's ability to achieve romantic love and intimacy, and he offers a humorous and insightful tour of the male psyche. So, uh, And you can uh, log on to mensakeforeplay.com. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. We're on every Monday at, 3 p- at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We broadcast on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Actually, we're broadcast at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific on Saturdays. And I'm zipping along here because we're running out of time. But I love you all. I thank you for the opportunity to be with you each time. Log on to raskinresources.com. Listen to the archive shows that have been on voiceamerica.com and also get a copy of my book Pathfinding. Again, for Positive Living, for Voice America, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Music.